Welcome to Now Charleston. I'm Sam Spence. It's Monday, February 14th. Every episode on Now Charleston, I'll look at a few stories and why they're important. Thanks so much to all of you who've subscribed so far and gotten in touch. It means a whole lot. Today on the show, we've got four stories driving the news in Charleston and statewide. First up, you probably tuned in for last night's Super Bowl, which saw at least three players from South Carolina earn themselves new rings. And there are a couple local Super Bowl ads in there too. We'll take a look. Second, Spoleto Festival USA released its 2022 lineup on Friday. It's the first full Spoleto Festival since 2019. Next up, Charleston County is about to get another round of rental assistance money. And finally, uh, a little local sports roundup for y'all with one brand new MLS team in town and first pitch scheduled for a local college team scheduled for this Friday. It's Monday. It's going to be the best day of the week so far, I promise. Those stories, plus a little Valentine's Day treat, starting now. The big game, Super Bowl 56, was Sunday night. The Los Angeles Rams fended off the Cincinnati Bengals in a game that was pretty evenly matched. Saw defensive and offensive heroics, a pretty competitive game, I'd say. Um, There were a handful of players from South Carolina that suited up for both teams. For the Bengals, Clemson Tigers T. Higgins, DJ Reader, and Jackson Carmen were all in the lineup. Uh, T. Higgins, the wide receiver, had two touchdown catches in the contest. His first was a little trick play where a running back threw a short touchdown pass. His second touchdown drew some attention, though, when it looked like he pulled the face mask of an L.A. Rams player defending the pass but didn't get flagged for the penalty. A little Super Bowl trivia for you, flagged by Clemson Athletics. Uh, T. Higgins' second touchdown catch, that 75-yard score with the no call on the face mask is the longest in Super Bowl history since the Carolina Panthers wide receiver Mason Muhammad in 2004. Go Panthers. Not in that game though. Ah. For the champion LA Rams, former Clemson guard Tremaine Ankrum suited up as well, um, as well as former Gamecock Ernest Jones. Uh, Ernest Jones had some highlights notching a sack of Bengals uh, quarterback Joe Burrow. Tremaine Ankrum, the big man from Clemson, uh, adds a Super Bowl ring to his collection of two NCAA championship rings he earned with the Tigers. Now, aside from the big-budget beer and crypto ads last night, a handful of local companies also appeared on my broadcast. I was streaming it over Hulu Live. Uh, Some to look out for when they hit regular airtime in the next few weeks. Uh, George Sinks, NSYNC. Send up to the tune of Bye Bye Bye, but with 999. You get it. John Hawkins Law Firm had a football-themed Super Bowl ad, as well as Hickson's Roofing. Uh, I also saw promos for um, the new Great Greek Mediterranean Grill, uh, David Ayler's Writer's Law Firm, and Curry Law Firm, and Joy Law Firm all appeared. Uh, So, okay, that's all the Super Bowl talk I got for you. Um, If you're not a football fan... Lucky you. No more games until August. Spoleto Festival USA is back in 2022 with a full-scale festival that also comes with a few firsts. It's the first festival since 2019. Um, After the 2020 festival was mostly scrapped and 2021 featured a bunch of scaled-back events due to the pandemic, the 2022 festival features 124 performances and events. Those include the world premiere of Omar, a brand new opera with music by... Rhiannon Giddens of the Carolina Chocolate Drops that the festival has been trying to stage for the past two years. Uh, And the festival also has a new leader. Uh, Mina Mark Hanna is the festival's new general director. 
And as the New York Times wrote in their write-up of the festival this this weekend, uh, Hannah's the first person of color to lead the festival and said he's hopeful the festival can present art that's more than familiar traditional work that reinforces the creative uh, status quo. The finale this year lands at a new venue as well. Shaky Graves will perform on June 12th at Firefly Distillery in North Charleston. It's also important to note the festival is requiring full vaccines for all attendees this year. Not just proof of a negative test, but full vaccine and boosters if you're eligible. Masks are required for inside events at this point as well. The festival says it may evaluate and change policies as needed. Check out SpoletaUSA.org for the full lineup. Tickets go on sale February 22nd. And the festival is also teasing one final 14 performance play to be announced when tickets go on sale later this month. Charleston and Richland counties, two of the state's most populous, are set to get millions more for rental and utility assistance for people affected by the pandemic. Charleston County already distributed more than $19 million in assistance to more than 3,100 residents and 600 landlords. That's about $6,100 each, according to county figures. That money, distributed directly to landlords, covered about six months of rent and two months of utilities, according to the reporting from the Post and Courier. Applicants uh, in that pool had an average household income of $20,344 a year. The state has been less successful in getting its money out and still has about $85 million on hand. County successes are credited to in-person outreach, mostly at local county libraries, the Post and Courier reported, since the process involved plenty of administrative red tape to get access to that relief fund. Cities in the Charleston area have experienced significant housing instability over the past few years, even before the pandemic. In 2016, North Charleston had the highest eviction rate in the nation, according to Princeton researchers, prompting the state to set up an eviction court pilot program just for Charleston County. A pandemic pause on evictions helped, but relief money has been slow to come, uh, especially from the state. Many issues, according to state officials I spoke to last year, came from administrative backlogs, getting people approved, which required landlords to be cooperative. And keep in mind, 85 mil- that $85 million left at the state level is about a third of the total amount it got to start with, $271 million. But without cooperative landlords or without local libraries there to help with the administrative burden, ranchers in need of assistance were out of luck by the time the eviction moratorium lapsed last summer. The county still says it gets calls from people who need assistance and currently has a wait list. County officials told the Post and Courier they expect to reopen applications in March. And finally, spring sports are set to start here in Charleston this week as basketball season winds down. College of Charleston plays its last regular season basketball home games this week with three games between now and Saturday. Monday against Drexel, Thursday against James Madison, and Saturday afternoon against Towson. The Citadel wraps up its home season next weekend. But while basketball season finishes up, baseball is getting started. Both CFC and the Citadel throw their first pitches of the 2022 season this Friday. CFC hosts Wagner College from Staten Island at Patriots Point Friday through Sunday. And the Citadel hosts Fairleigh Dickinson at the Joe all weekend. Also at Patriots Point this week, a pretty cool chance for for soccer fans to get the first look anyone's gotten of Charlotte's new Major League Soccer team. The new Charlotte Football Club hasn't even played its first games at home yet, but were in action over the weekend during the Charleston Batteries Carolina Challenge Round Robin Tournament. The Columbus Crew MLS team is also in town as part of the event. Now, the Charlotte FC lost its first ever game Saturday to the Battery, Go Battery, uh, but will be back in action on the field this Saturday against Inter-Miami CF. Watching baseball at Patriots Point is always fun. Uh, You can get really close to the action on the field. It's a lot of fun. 
But if you haven't been to the new battery field at a Patriots Point, it's worth checking out. The battery put a lot of money into refreshing the field out there that it shares with CFC right next to the baseball field. Now, I know some people did like the team's old Daniel Island digs, but the new Patriots Point complex is hard to beat. And just for reference, the defending champion Charleston River Dogs start their season in April. It's Valentine's Day, so be sure to grab that box of chocolate for your special someone or yourself. No judgment. But I've also dropped a shameless link into the show notes for today's episode at nowcharleston.com. That's N-O-W-C-H-S dot com. It's from the City Papers Dive Bar Love issue from Valentine's Day in 2017. It featured yours truly, as well as my then fiance Melissa, uh, tells our whole origin story. Shout out to the Royal American, where we met, for giving us free reign of the bar for those pictures. Um, the picture is small online because of city paper website issues. I, I think we're probably some of the only people to do engagement photos at the Royal American, and I think they're probably okay with that. That's all I've got for you today, Charleston. Thanks so much for listening. If you've got feedback for the show, let me know. You can leave a voice message at 843-474-1319 or email sam at nowcharleston.com. That's S-A-M at N-O-W-C-H-S dot com. And as always, you can check nowchs.com for show notes from today's show. And to make sure you don't miss anything, be sure to give me a follow at twitter.com slash nowcharleston and instagram.com slash nowcharleston. Go ahead. Go give me a follow. I'll be back Wednesday for the next Now Charleston.